Um, ACC, ACC, I'm so honored and privileged to stand in front of you guys. Um, I am so thankful for what God has done in the last year. Um, it was a tough year, but God has been good to us. Amen. Amen. And I'm in full alignment of what God is about to do in our lives this year. It is a great privilege and honor to stand in front of God's saints. If you're a visitor, you're part of our family. Amen. You're all part of our family. You're all God's beloved people. So I want to thank God Almighty that he has given me the privilege to stand here in front of you guys and preach the message of Christ unto you. Amen. So I thank God. I want to thank the leadership of the church. That is our Apostle Samuel Bing Eshun, our national head, and also our ACC leadership, our Elder John uh, and his beautiful wife, Deaconess Grace. They're not here with us today, but they're here in spirit. Give it up for them. Amen. Give it up for them. And I also want to thank our, uh, the Dean of the Bible Academy, Elder Daniel Owusu Asare, for his countless teachings. Because of him, through him, we have all grown so much in Christ. So we just want to thank him and give him that reverence. Amen. When I was told I was going to preach today, Everything that was on my mind, it dropped. Because when you come and preach and you stand in front of the saints, it's a very big task that is given unto you. Because God is going to use you to equip the saints, to equip the congregation that the people during this week, you have something new that you will carry and that will encourage you, that will give you strength from the truth that is in the, in the word. So if I was having any stress, it would have all dropped down just because you're thinking of how can will God use me to bless the people. Amen. So everything dropped, but the only thing I was thinking is, I don't have a haircut. I don't have a haircut because we're in lockdown, as you all know, and the barbers are closed. So I was thinking, now, nowadays they film the sermons, right? Everything we posted on YouTube. So if you come a bit shaky, it will be there forever. But we're going to learn that we no longer regard one with, from a worldly perspective, right? You no longer regard one for the worldly perspective. That means if my faith has faded away, so have my sins. My sins have faded away. Amen. 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 All right. Let, us just, let me just lead you in a short period of prayer as we preach. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you for a time like this. We thank you for a time where we can gather um, as one family, as your body, and we gather around the message of Christ, the gospel of Christ, which has changed our lives, which has made us all new. So, Lord Father, we thank you for a time like this. We thank you for the new life that you have given us as soon as we put our faith in Christ Jesus, O oh Lord. And this was free. It was a gift from you. We didn't have to work. We didn't have to earn it, but Jesus Christ earned it for us, O oh Lord. It is our prayer that as you have made us new, we know that we are new creations in Christ Jesus. It is our prayer that we will live from this identity. It is our prayer that we will live from the knowledge that we are new creations in Christ Jesus. If this morning, if there is anything that is holding us back to live up to your word, to believe your word in our hearts, O oh Lord, I pray that you break every chain, O oh Lord, that there will be no obstacle, that there will be nothing stopping us from coming to the calling that you've called us to, and that is to be the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I pray that the words that I speak will be words that come from you, Lord, and that they will pierce through hearts, O oh Lord, and bear fruit in our hearts. This we pray in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. 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 So, this, I, 
this sermon I've titled, I've titled it Say Me Regardless or New Me Regardless. And it's a bit of a vague one, but we're going to see what um, the message behind that is. And the passage that we take it from is from 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 16 and 21. What it is all about today is that it is not the new year that makes you a new you. Often at times we say new year, new me, right? You, I think all of us, we have seen that, we've seen that those quotes. It always comes at the end of the year. And it is true in some sense, but it is not the turn of the year. It's not the fact that it's gone from 31st to the 1st of January that makes us new. Christ has made us new. Amen. And that is what we are going to understand today. So we're going to read from 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 16 to 21. And I, I will ask Sister Jacqueline to read from the NKJV. Second Corinthians chapter five, verse sixteen to twenty-one, verse seventeen to twenty-one. From sixteen, from please. Sixteen to twenty-one. Sorry. Um, and I read from the New King James Version, and it says, "Therefore, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh, even though we have known Christ according to the flesh. Yet now we know Him thus no longer." Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Amen. All, all things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not inputting their trespasses to them and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God were pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God, for he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Amen. Amen. God bless you, Sister Jacqueline. Amen. That is the passage where today we will take the message from. And I really love this passage. And at ACC, we preach from it all the time. Also, in our, our announcement, our announcement is based on this passage. We have been given the ministry of reconciliation, of reconciling others back to God. Amen. And today, I don't want you to just... I'm very happy, I'm very happy that you are all here. For those that couldn't make it, I'm happy that they're here in spirit. So I'm happy that you are all here, but today I don't want you to just be here for being here's sake. I don't want you to just be here for vibes. Today I want you to really take something with you as you go home as the service ends. And um, for that reason, we're going to look at five things from this passage that will be the building blocks of the message of today. So if you have any notebook, if you have maybe your phone, your notices, uh, one of the apps, make notes, um, write them, and then after the sermon, you can always look back at it, and you will always be reminded of the message that God is giving you today. Amen. So the first thing that we're going to look at is in the verse 16 and it says we regard no one according to the flesh 
We regard no one according to the flesh. That is no longer what we do. So regarding to the flesh would be that um, the most important things about humans is not that, for example, my name is Junior. What is important about me is not that I'm tall or that I'm short or that I like Man United or I like Ajax. These are not the things that matter when it pertains to me in light of eternity, right? What matters is that I'm forgiven. What matters is that I'm redeemed. What matters is that I'm saved. What matters is that I'm a new creation. So they were speaking of Jesus that they no longer regard Christ in the flesh as well. It was no longer just that Jesus Christ who was causing havoc in the temple. No, it is Jesus Christ, our risen King. It is Jesus Christ who came to die for all of us to give us eternal life. That is our viewpoint now. We look at things in the context of eternity. So it is no longer that sister who's always uh, smiling or that sister who's always angry. Those things might be true, yes, but what is important in the context of eternity is that it is that sister who's forgiven. It is that sister who Jesus lives in her and she lives in Christ. So that is something that I want you to take away today. Amen. The second thing that I want to um, emphasize on is the, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. And that one we find in the verse 17. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. And if you are here and you don't really know what it means to be in Christ, it refers to that we are in union with Christ. We are one with Christ in spirit. And that happened the very moment that we put our faith in Christ Jesus. When we put our faith that he, um, was, he died, he was buried, and he resurrected for our sakes, that we might have eternal life in him. That very moment you believe that that happened, you were you transferred from being in sin to in Christ. Amen. So here, as I stand before you, and, I, and it says, if anyone is in Christ, maybe may I see by hands those who are in Christ. Those who are in Christ, may I see by hands. I see a lot, and it is a great miracle. It deserves an applause. It, is, it deserves an applause. It is the greatest miracle, it is the greatest miracle that there is, that God chose to come and live in man, and he did that by dying, by becoming human, by lowering himself and dying for us. So what the Bible says is that if anyone is in Christ, you are a new creation. So I can say of Jackie, new creation. I can say of Edmund, new creation. I can say of Josephine, new creation. And it doesn't say, only those who gave their lives to Jesus the last six months, they are a new creation. It says, if anyone, if anyone is in Christ, you are a new creation. So today you're new. Tomorrow you're new. Next year you're new. This thing is maybe not so new, but <laughs> let's, let's see if I can, one of the guys is going to help me. Amen. So the beautiful thing of it is that the Old Testament prophets, they look forward to this day, to this day where there will be new creations. And that is what we are. That is what we currently live. It is something that is special. What Hans uh, was singing, he said, I am who you say I am. That means that if God speaks of us as new creations, that is who we are. And that is what we are defined by. And that is what we're going to understand today. Amen. The third thing that I would like you to write down is that the old things have passed away. All things have become new. The old things have passed away. All things have become new. And that is in the same verse 
17. And so all, all the old things have passed away, but I want us to just briefly focus on one old thing that has also passed away that God really laid on my heart, and that is that in Romans chapter 8, verse 1, we come to understand that there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Amen? Amen? There is no condemnation. Condemnation is interchangeable with guilt, shame, condemnation. That one, it is not our portion anymore as long as you're in Christ Jesus. So today I want to speak to someone, to someone that maybe in life, maybe sometimes you, you might mess up. It might happen. It might happen. But I want you to understand that God calls you the righteousness of God. God says that there is nothing that can separate you from his love. God says that your sins in the past, your sins in the present, and your sins in the future, he remembers them no more for all those in Christ Jesus. That is the good God that we serve. He says that as far as east is from the west, and east from the west, I don't know if any one of you knows, but I can imagine it is very far. That is how far God has removed your sins away from you. So condemnation, no more. It is old. It has passed away. Now when we stand before God, we stand before him and we are righteous. He sees us as righteous because the righteous Jesus earned that for us. We didn't have to do it ourselves. We didn't have to work ourselves, but he sees us as righteous. We stand before him. We don't feel shame. We don't feel condemnation. We don't feel guilt. That all passed away when Christ died on the cross and when he rose up back again. Amen. So on top of that, I also want us as Christians, that ministry of condemnation, it is old. We no longer condemn Christians. It is the platform. That is not what we do. That is not our brand. So that means in this life as Christians, we all grow. We all grow. We all come to a better awareness of the new reality that God has given us. So that means maybe you are a bit further in your growth. Maybe you know a bit more about modesty, or maybe you know a bit better how to conduct yourself. But that doesn't mean that if your sister acts out of brand, because that is essentially what happens when the Christian sins, we act out of brand, it doesn't mean that you condemn us them the sister or condemn the brother. We don't say, oh, that person is not a Christian because he has done this. No, it is not these things. It is not these things. It's not words of condemnation. It is words of reconciliation. And that leads us to point number four. Can I hear a big amen? Amen. amen. So the fourth point is that we have been given the ministry of reconciliation. Amen. So this ministry of reconciliation, it means to bring back to, to God, to bring back to God. When sin entered the world, we our uh, intimacy with God, it got not destroyed, but it got watered down. It got, I'm struggling to find the correct word, but it wasn't what it was supposed to be. As soon as um, Adam and Eve ate of the apple, that intimacy that God designed for us, it was, it was broken. It was broken but thanks be to God that Jesus Christ came to restore that for us and now through his blood through the victory that we he has won for us we can gain back that intimacy with God we gain back that union with God and for us it's just to spread that word to everyone as Christians as we have come and seen and tasted how good God is how good this new reality is in which we are new creations it is just for us to spread it so that means 
that um, this new reconciliation, it comes with grace. It comes with grace. We don't speak hard words of condemnation. Condemnation is there. If anyone hears the gospel and the person refuses the gospel, that is condemnation they bring over themselves, right? But our words that we speak is that there is an offer for you, that Jesus Christ loves you, that Jesus Christ died for your sins. For God so loved the world that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Amen. Are you coming to replace it? Okay, I hope this one is better. Just like the better reality in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. Okay. So now we will go to the fifth point, and it will be the last point, just at looking at this um, passage. And that is that we are ambassadors for Christ. Can I hear an amen? Amen. amen. We are ambassadors for Christ. So if you don't know, as for me, I'm an ambassador for Christ. If you don't know, I am an ambassador for Christ. And what is an ambassador? It is someone who promotes, who promotes that brand, who promotes the brand of God. I promote the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God this morning, I'm, or it's even afternoon now. This afternoon, I'm here to tell you that the kingdom of God is a person. And his name is Jesus Christ. He is our king, our risen king, and it is him who I'm here to promote. His brand, his brand is a brand of righteousness. His brand is a brand of holiness. If we read Ephesians chapter 4, verse 24, that one I will read myself. If my phone reacts. Yes. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 24. And it says... And that you put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. Amen. So in the new creation that I am, I've been made new in Christ. Righteousness and holiness, that is my brand. As an ambassador, there, for example, there, in football, there's ambassadors. So um, I don't know if there are football fans here. Manchester United, an ambassador for Manchester United may be Sir Alex Ferguson. He was uh, known to be the greatest manager of all time. He speaks out the values, the brand of Man United. When you see him, he's a representative of Manchester United. He has to bring forth what they stand for. All of us, we are ambassadors for Christ. We are for Christ. What he stands for, his kingship, that is what we promote. That is what we execute. That is what we exhibit. That is what we exposed that is righteousness and holiness that is our new mind that is our new nature amen so these are just some of the building blocks that will guide us to um, the message for today that i'm the new me regardless or i'm the same me regardless and we're going to understand exactly what that means okay um so this month our team is new beginnings New beginnings is January. January, I really like January because January is such a nice time. It's a great time to start new things. You can start something new on the 31st of December. You can start something new on the 10th, but it is very nice um, to start something new in January. It's a new year. It just gets a bit in our feelings. We have a new four namers. We, want to, we have new plans. We have new goals. And this is very good. Make use of January, I say to all of you. Maybe you want to learn a new skill. Maybe you want to start a new business. Maybe this year you want to pray more. 
Maybe this year you want to fast more. It is all good, and I pray that God who gives you all the strength that you will achieve this and even overachieve. Amen? That is what I really pray for all of you guys, and I'm just so excited to see what God is about to do in your lives um, this year again. Amen? Um, so in January, just take that opportunity. If it is maybe in your marital life, if it is when it comes to your friends or your brothers and sisters, maybe the past year wasn't so good for you, but it is a nice time to try new things, to trust on the Lord and know that everything will work together for good as you trust in Him. And that is from Romans chapter 8, verse 28. Um, the reason why I say that it is good is many a time, sometimes we fail to understand that we now live in the new reality. So that means in Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 9, we were told that the heart is deceitful and desperately wicked. So there are still people now that think, as Christians, my heart is wicked. My heart is deceitful. All I do is I deceive people. I'm so wicked. And that was something which was the old. But the old things have passed away. The new have come, as we come to understand. And it is not just me saying that. It is not just me um, talking a lot. We find in Ezekiel chapter 36, verse 26. 36, verse 26. You can write that one down, um, and we will read that one as well. Ezekiel chapter 36, verse 26. And it reads, I read from the NKJV. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh, give you a heart of flesh. Amen. So the heart that you have now, it is not a heart of stone. It is not a heart of wickedness and deceit. No, God has put a new heart in, in you, in us. Amen. And he has also given us a new spirit, the Holy Spirit. As soon as you put your faith in Jesus Christ, he gave you the new spirit, our advocate, as we have come to learn here at ACC. Amen. In Romans chapter 5, verse 5, God also speaks that he has poured his love into our hearts through his spirit so his love is in us our heart our hearts are very good it's very good guys if you don't know let me tell you this afternoon and furthermore we also understand that the fruit of the spirit is love from galatians chapter 5 verse 22 so if you are here this year you have new desires you have new plans you have new goals I, it is so great. It is so great. And the reason that um, I commend you to pursue them is because your heart is good. God has given you a new heart. So that means that the desires that you have are desires of love, to love God, to love other people, to love yourself. So pursue them. And I pray that God will give you the strength to pursue all of it and that all it may come to pass. Amen. But this is where the message is of today. Inasmuch as all these new beginnings that you may pursue this year are good, and I pray that all of them come to pass. I pray that you don't put your identity in these things. Your identity isn't in these things, because your identity is, as our brother Hans just sang, I am who you say I am. It is in the new creation that you are. Amen? So that means that now that it is 2022, when it went from the 31st of December to the 1st of January, it isn't that that made you a new person. 
Het zijn niet jouw nieuwe voornemen voor dit jaar dat je een nieuw persoon maakt. No. It is the fact that Christ won the victory for you. That you put your faith in Jesus. And that means that you are, have become new. So it means that this minute I can come here and stand and say, I am new. I'm a new creation and it is a miracle. And in the next minute I can come and stand here again. Maybe I'll move from there to here. And I will say again, I'm new. Christ has made me new. And then the next minute, I can do it over and over again. And you might think, this guy is a bit strange. He's a bit weird. Why is he repeating himself? I say this all just that you realize how new you are. And how new you are. And that is where your identity can be found. Amen? Because the th reason that I say this and why I want to emphasize that today is that the new plans that you have, at times, and I pray, God forbid, God forbid really, at times they may not come to pass how you hope them to be. But does that mean God sees you as a failure? Does that mean God doesn't love you anymore? He still loves you, right? Because nothing can separate you from, from the love of God. So if you put your identity in that which cannot be shaken, which is that Christ loves you, which is that you are a new creation, which is that you are beloved, which is that you are holy, which is that you are righteous, which is that you are an ambassador for Christ, If you put your identity in that, can anything take away from it? No. No. So this is what we come to understand today. Let me tell you something. Last year, I, um, I had a plan that I wanted to read the Bible in one year. So there's these plans that you can do on version. I recommend it to all of you. I think every day you read about three to four chapters. And um, somewhere along the way, I can't even remember when, I lacked I lacked, I lacked, so it meant that I wasn't able to read the Bible in one year in that manner. And I was also speaking to some of my friends, and sometimes it happens that maybe there's a period of time in your life where you might not be praying as much as you, as you, as you would want to pray, or you might not be fasting as often as you would like to fast. Life, life happens. But these things, does it mean that God doesn't love you anymore? No, thank you, Brother Edmund. No, it doesn't mean that. Um, sometimes in life, I will give you another example. Are there people here that maybe from time to time you sleep? Can I see by hand? Maybe once in a while you sleep, you go to bed and sleep. I think everybody, right? <laughs> I think every, or maybe, okay, different one. Maybe are there people here from time to time you eat? You eat food. Everybody eats food. Okay, so does that mean that maybe if there's a period in your life where you're struggling with sleep, you're no longer a human? You're still a human, right? You're still a human. So in the same way, as a Christian, I'm here to tell you, I'm not, here, I'm not going to lie here. As a Christian, part of our life is that we pray. Part of our life is that we fast. Part of our lives is that we sing songs of praise to the Most High God. That is who we are as Christians. But it doesn't mean that if there are periods where we struggle with these things, that we are no longer Christians, right? Or that we are separated from the love of God, right? Because it's not those things that define us. It is God who has defined us. I am who you say I am. I thank you so much, Brother Hans, that you sang that song because it's helping my sermon. Amen. Amen. So... You are human by the fact that you were born by a human, and we are Christians by the fact that we are born again through Christ. Amen. That is what makes you a Christian, and nothing can take away from that. No matter how much guilt you may feel, which isn't there, God has remembered it no more, 
you are a Christian, you are a child of God, you are loved by God. And that is just something that I want you to know today and never ever forget. Amen? Amen. Where am I even? So it is just very important to understand that what God has called us to be, how God has defined us as the righteousness of God, um, it, it is unconditional. No matter what you do, I'm not here to say that you can just do whatever. I'm not giving you any license to sin or any license to slack because we understand in the Bible that gr the grace of God which has appeared to all men te teaches us to say no. It teaches us to say no. So it just means that in the moments that I do sin, in the moments that I do slack, it is just me forgetting what God has made me to be. And that is the righteousness of God. That is the new creation in Christ. What God has made us to be, we have the power. If, let's say, before I used to struggle with anger and my sister, she annoys me and I feel as if I'm about to get angry. Now I have the power to say no. No, I'm not going to get angry. Maybe I'll just, I'll play along or maybe I'll go to my room in all peace because the anger of God doesn't produce the righteousness. I mean the anger of, sorry, the anger of man doesn't produce the righteousness of God. And I am the righteousness of God. And his grace has told me to say no. So that is who we are. The moments where we slack, it is not, it is not that we aren't a new creation, no. It is that we struggle sometimes with realizing and understanding that we have been made new in Christ Jesus. So that is just the message that I want you to understand today, that it is not new year, new me. No, you're a new me because of what Christ has done. And it is important that you live from that place that Christ has made you new. Amen? Can I get an amen? Amen. 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 And so um, I've done it in steps. So first we started with plans and goals. That is not your identity. The second one is that maybe in your Christian life, if you're struggling to pray or if you're struggling to fast, you might be here and I might be speaking to you. That isn't what defines you. But I, I'm here to tell you that prayer, fasting, um, gathering with the saints as you're doing now, that is part of the Christian life. Don't get me wrong. But it, is, it doesn't define you. It doesn't make you not a Christian if you might struggle with these things, okay? The third point is when we sin. And I've mentioned it a few times. Sometimes we feel... This is the misrepresentation that we often see in Christianity. Often at times when I'm maybe at work or, or something like that, and I tell people I'm a Christian, then they'll be like, oh, that means that um, you, you don't sin no more, right? That means that you are perfect because if you're not perfect, you're, um, you're going to die or you're going to hell. That's the stuff that I think all of us have heard some of these things, right? But we all know that that is a misrepresentation of Christianity. Christianity is about Christ and what Christ has done for us. And Christianity is about the fact that we look unto Jesus, who is the author and finisher of our faith. If I was here to tell you, as for me, the last time that I've sinned was um, back in 2019 when I gave my life to Christ. And it was even the day before that day, because that day I even feel, feel very, I felt very strong. So that day, I didn't sin. I would be lying. I would be lying. John could maybe take some strong men and drag me off this stage. No, but that isn't how it works anymore for us. How it works is that even when you sin, God, God doesn't remember the sins that you committed, that you commit, and that you will commit. It doesn't define you anymore. Your definition isn't in your sin, but I'm not saying that you are free to say no. 
I'm saying that we look unto Jesus. I'm saying that we look unto Jesus to give us strength. I'm saying that we look unto Jesus that he is the author and finisher of our faith. Amen. So that is our new reality. We come to Jesus. We depend on him. I can't say now, oh, Christ, you have died for me. Hey, Christ, you did your thing. Thank you. Now I don't need you anymore. I can do my thing. Um, I'll be fine. No, we continue to depend on him throughout our Christian life. Can I get a big amen? Amen. So that is the message that I have for you guys today. Um, You will grow in this life, but it doesn't mean that a new version of you is coming out. The new version of you is out already, and that happened the moment you put your faith in Jesus. That is when you became new. That is when you became a new creation. Amen. So the important thing is that you realize this, that you are aware of the power that Christ has given you. You have the power to say no to sin. You have been given the heart that loves. You have been given the heart that loves God, that loves others. That is who you are in Christ Jesus now. Amen. So every day we get to celebrate that we, I'm a new me regardless. Or I'm the same me regardless. It's not the switching of one year. It is not the fact that I've put new plans and new goals for the year. That isn't what makes me, me. That isn't what defines me. That's not what identifies me. Jesus Christ identifies me. Amen. Can we be on our feet as we pray on this? Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, it is just now a period for us all to thank God for what he has done for us on the cross. Just let, it, let us make it a habit to just thank God for what he has done that thanksgiving may be our language. Let us pray. I want to hear everybody pray.